Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy, Wavy Maguire, a.k.a. the Ignorant Know-It-All, a.k.a. the Lazy Genius, a.k.a. the Egyptian Magician. This your boy, the Brooklyn Basquiat, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Border Patrol. Welcome to the show, everybody. How's everybody doing? What's going on? How's everybody? Thank you, guys. Continuing for downloading and subscribing. Please leave comments. We appreciate everybody. You know what I mean? And we also want to give a shout-out to... Mr. Travis Harris is yes, on a world Travis tour Harris. with Muhammad, my man, going each and every place with yeah. a mic in his hand, New Word. York, New Jersey, D.C., Dallas. Mm. So he's he's traveling. He's so traveling. He's on a tour, uh, which is excellent for him. Yes. Uh, you're going to be on a tour as well. Every, everybody's le- le- yeah. leaving New York City for, for a couple of days. You so know that, why? Why? Because New York City is on fire right now. It is on fire. And you know what's so crazy is I was reading this said... Uh, New York, they, they were saying something about how New York City is now one of the most, like, underappreciated or the most depressed city. Everybody's trying to get out. Everybody's trying to go places. Your man Mayor Swag is continuing to fuck up. He wants to spend $12 billion. I don't know. I didn't even know New York City had $12 billion to just spend on, you know, individuals that are coming in from other countries, nigga. We need that money. Mm-hmm. We definitely need that money, but you know how was your how was your week? What, what, what you been up to this week? My week has been good. Uh, That's what's up. You know, I've been um, what, what 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 have I been doing that, that's interesting <laughs> to me? Uh, you no, the book, but you the book. No, 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 Water Patrol, you supposed to let me know what's good. No, out no, here in these well, what, one of the things I have been doing is paying attention uh, to this migrant right. issue as you as you just brought right. up. Uh, because I, I think what's happening, uh, you, you know, everybody's wondering, you know, mm-hmm. oh, what's going on in the world? Where are all these migrants coming from? Right. And, and I, I just want to elaborate real quick on, on what exactly is going on. Because, you know, I'm the, I'm the so-called conspiracy theorist. And I think I have a grasp of what's going on. So what's happening so is that down. the United Nations is bringing all these people. You know how people ask, oh, where are all the Chinese migrants coming from? Where right. are the Haitians coming from? Where are the Africa? What, right. what do they have to do with coming in through the, through the uh, Mexican border? And so, so what I gathered that's happening is that the United Nations is bringing in all of these illegal immigrants, which is what they are, uh, to basically erode uh, the sovereignty uh, the United States and and countries around the world. You know, it's happening in Italy. It's, it's say, happening. Say that. Say that again. The, the, they they trying to erode. They, they're trying to erode mm. the sovereignty. So the you sovereignty. know, bo- borders do matter. You know, you know, a lot of us are immigrants. We come from other places. But right. We went through the legal process. We went in through Ellis Island, and you know, they processed us, and and we right. obtained the legal right to be in the country. But a lot of these people. Because the border is open, your man Joe Biden, right? That's your man, Joe Biden. Joe Byron. Joe Byron. It, 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 it's an it's an open border. So right. so I, I don't know if anybody knows, but the governor of Texas essentially called the National Guard in mm-hmm. uh, because it's an open border. You know, pretty much everybody is coming in yeah, at will. In. Right. You know, there is no processing. So you know, it's not that we don't want these people in; it's that we just don't know who they are. What is it that they want? What What are they running away from? You know what's so interesting? Like I was at, uh, I was so I was going to a comedy club uh, last week, and Forty Second Street, like between Forty Fourth and Forty Second, Eighth Avenue, Ninth Avenue, Sun. It is completely horrible, right? So they have all the migrants that are out there. So you know how they. They cut the streets off so that way they can expand the sidewalk so that way people can walk 
you know, enjoy the scenery and so forth. Mm -hmm. But they have turned these sidewalks and these open streetways like living rooms. Right. Like they have toys all over the place. And yeah. like I was like, yo. Yeah. So, I mean, I sat there and I played uh, Connect Four with one of the kids because he had the Connect you, you Four set Connect Four? Did, did you win? Yes, I did. I bust his ass. And we were playing uh, Sorry. Remember Sorry? Sorry. They had okay. the Sorry game out there. Uh, shoots and Ladders. He was doing that. Um, then, then, you know, we were doing tic-tac-toe. And then I said, yo, I got to get up out of here because, you know, I was going to end up, you know, they wanted to have a slumber party. And I was like, I don't think I can... You know so, my back because my back. I don't think my back would be able to, right. to sleep on. <laughs> so, so the thing is, you you were playing Connect Four. Uh, were, were you playing like the, the international version? Did, did they actually know what was going on? I don't think they knew <laughs> anything what was going on. They, I know they were looking at these games like what the. But where did they get the games? That was, I'm, and I kid you not, where did they get the games from? Now, they, did they get the games from Mayor Swag over they, there at the, probably, at the at the at the hotel right. at the Roosevelt Hotel? Probably they got them through donations. Wow. Isn't it? Isn't it crazy what's going on? Uh, I, you, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if you're speaking of the government and everything right. that's going on. I don't know if you caught what. Uh, you you know, there's another part of the conspiracy thing. You know, mm -hmm. the conspiracy theorists, the theorists right now, are they on like, fire. They're on fire. They're batting a thousand. Mm -hmm. You know, Governor Hochul got on on video and actually said, you know, if if you took the vaccine it's and the booster, right. you know, it doesn't matter anyway. You're gonna have to take the new vaccine and the new boosters that are coming down right. the line, which is actually what the conspiracy well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What happened? Do the migrants have to take the vaccines you and know, the boosters and, and all that other that, stuff? That's they, they, they just continue to focus on on what we have to do. Right. And, and you know, yo, you take that. No, right. you have to take that. No, right. we, we about to shut the world down again and shut New York City down. Listen, I think if, if it happens, um, I wouldn't mind doing comedy again in, in, in the parks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing comedy by the by the library or by the Brooklyn Museum or by the the Botanical Gardens. You know, I did comedy at the Brooklyn Zoo, which was which was really dope. That's like that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it was really Do dope. It. it was really dope. I remember. You know what's so interesting about that time was, I remember when people were like, "Yo, you have to submit a tape." in order to do a show. And I was like, yo, that is fucking absolutely crazy. Why would I submit a tape to perform at a zoo? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but y'all, I wanna give a shout out to uh, Westside Comedy Club. I appreciate you guys for now giving me a full residency. I'm a, like, Westside Comedy Club now is my home club. What I've been trying to get for the last few years you know what I mean? I've, yeah. been, I've been, I've been, you, you know how you, you know what that process was like. I was so frustrated. I was upset with these other clubs because these other clubs were allowing, you know, other people to 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 get these residencies or you know or, or get. And I'm happy that Westside Comedy Club has chosen your boy to be a part of all of the great comedians that you know that that's graced that stage. And you know, and and I was so excited because. I'm on the website. <laughs> You're on the website. I saw. Uh, uh, you know that. That's what I wanted to say as well. I wanted yeah. to congratulate you. Thank you. You're actually on the west the website. If you so, if you're coming from. <laughs> out of town you're coming up please go to the west side yes a comedy club you know, and, and you can see yours truly mr wavy i'll let y'all know performer. i put my availability in i'll let you guys know when the next show is coming up but you know who you know who was more excited than i was tony 
Tony was more excited really? than I was. And which is good because he knows, like, you know, the progression of me just working, constantly working. And that's the thing. Like, you know, you could do but so much at a bar show. You could do so much at a coffee shop or right. anything. You know, you definitely need that stage. You definitely need a dope audience to understand if the joke is working, if the joke is not working. You know, I want to give a shout out to, to Janice and everyone at, you know, the other spots that, that run open mics. Because I still continue to do open mics. You know what right. I mean? And I saw a meme. And, somebody and, had posted up a meme. Before you even say that, somebody had posted up a meme and was like, yo, you know, it's dope that veterans, you know, continue to do open mics because it puts them in a, in, in, in a, in a, in a light where, you know, you still, you know, if other people don't want to do open mics, I, I granted, I get it. I love doing it because I want to be able to still connect with other comics. I'm that dude that wants to build a relationship. You know, these guys may have shows, you know, and I came to realize that re the reason why a lot of people don't book me on shows is because they think that the price has gone up. You know what I'm saying? And really? it, that's not true. Really? Like, I don't even charge. Like, dude, I just want to get on stage and rock out and make people laugh. I want to be able to use that superpower to do what I have to do. Right. That's it. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's it. But come check me out we, we we hit a major milestone you know and i'm gonna run with it till the wheels fall off and then focus on the next club i won't tell you what that next club is but once i get that club <laughs> that's gonna be number two under the belt you know what yes. i'm saying so we just need to focus on this one now continue to build you know my, you know he's putting me through the you know brooklyn basquiat aka the border patrol is putting me through the rigorous like yo son keep writing we need more fire no more fire more fire and you know you, so you know and, and, and I, I want the audience to understand how difficult you, you know Nigga, it is, is really, really to get it is a, a club in new york city you know new york city you know there's thousands of comedians Nigga, you, this you is know, how, they're, you know they're, how they're, many wait, wait a minute wait, before you say that you know how many comedians you know how many comedians we have i think we have more comedians in new york city than we do migrants absolutely there's, there's absolutely more comedians than migrants and, and and you have to understand you know there is the regular comedians mm -hmm. uh that do the craft and they go do stand up and then you have these uh, internet comedians uh, right. they, they create a meme and then they think they can go do stand-up and they go and perform and they're usually not really good because they don't understand the craft of stand-up. You know, there's an art to all of it. But then but, you but, have but, open micers that just, open you know, micers. that just want to do open mics and don't care about doing shows. The whole, the whole thing, I, I mean, you, you know, I just want people to understand what a difficult process it is to actually be a part or get, gain a residency at a club. There's a lot of politics, there's a lot of competition and for Wavy to get one of those clubs and, and another one is on the way and many and, and the same thing with Trav you, you know both successful comedians they've already done major tours they've toured with Tony Rock already done major things and that's why people are surprised right. that you still go to open mic and you, you know I don't like open mics my beef with I open know, mics hate it it's not that I hate them. It's, it's that some the of the comics don't really care about what you're saying on stage because not, they're too focused. Not, on what not they only that, do. because everybody's concentrating on their performances. Right, so, right. so I get it. Of but, course. But what I do not like is that some of the bookers in New York City uh, really don't understand that you know they need to bring in fresh talent and they need to do it often. A lot of times they 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 get very political right. with their positions and they and they kind of repeat the same comedians over and over and they don't let new talent come in uh, another problem i have with some of the bookers is that they start their open mics kind of late 
You know, right. they never right. start them on time, and right. it's an open mic. But but anyway, congratulations. I appreciate it. Thank you. On your success. You you definitely deserve Yo, it. Yo, Trav, we made it. You made we it. Made we all made it. it. You, you know, I, I guess the, the YouTube streets are on fire because... Yeah, talk about I, the YouTube streets. I, I, don't, I don't know if you heard, but we have aliens in Mexico. Son. And you know what's so interesting about these aliens as I was looking at them? Why do all of these aliens that they they posted up and took pictures of, they look mad ashy? You know what I'm saying? They look like a, a black ashy kid that took a shower and put no lotion on and just went straight to sleep and then woke up in the morning and got dressed and went to school. Like they look mad ashy. And my thing is, this is and this is my this is my whole conspiracy on this. I think the reason why the migrants are coming out here to New York City and other <laughs> other spots in, in the United States is because being that Mexico the Mexican government have released these images and these pictures in the bodies of these aliens, yeah. I think they fear that their brothers are coming to avenge their deaths <laughs> and fucking destroy Mexico once and for all. For all. But before they destroy it, they're going to be like, yo, let me get a churro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let me get a churro and a corona. <laughs> and a taco. <laughs> do, do, do you think yo. they're going to descend onto Mexico with maracas? They're going to come off the ship with the maracas and the sombreros. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so do you think when the aliens land, do, do, do you think they speak the language of or wherever they land? Or do you you think they just speak so, so if they if they speak to you through, through, through the mind do you think they're speaking in the language of, of wherever they land like if they land in Australia do they do, do they, they sound speak to Australian them anyway? do they say how do you think that works you know what I think I think they do that because they do communicate through uh, ESP right mm -hmm. it's the ESP through the mind and I would assume that because you know how they send they send signals right mm -hmm. right don't they send like don't NASA and all of these other space uh, exploration uh, places don't they send like uh, like sound waves and images and all that through space to see if the other you know to see if other aliens or other places in the galaxy receive that information I think if they do come down and they communicate with the other yo I think they're gonna talk like Speedy Gonzalez remember Speedy Gonzalez from Looney Tunes I, I, I do remember I think Speedy. they're gonna talk like that really yeah and I think I think I think and that's why I said if aliens were to land in Brooklyn right now I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll be. You know, they'll speak alien talk. I think these dudes will actually sit down and be like, "Yo, dead ass son, like I ain't gonna hold you, but yo, we here to take over the world." You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's what it is. So, so you think they'll speak in our, our they'll speak vernacular? Everybody's vernacular. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I got. Now, you. I think that I think they, they. I think they will do that. They'll oh, speak okay. in each country, in each state, in each. Like they, they'll speak that vernacular. Like if they go to Atlanta, right? They be like, "Yo, Shorty, what up? What up, Shorty?" What, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like they like, "Yo, Shorty, what my name is?" You know what I mean? Like they'll talk in that southern swang, that southern, you know, that that southern dialect. If they land in New York City, how how fast do you, uh, how fast before somebody steals one of their ships? Oh, it's over. <laughs> Let them niggas land in the Bronx. The niggas is gonna be in the, <laughs> the niggas. The niggas in the Bronx is not playing. They probably be right. Yo, fuck you, son. And. <laughs> Yo, dead ass, we going over here, and they're going to jump in the ship and keep it moving. <laughs> and it doesn't take, it doesn't, yo, let me tell you something. New Yorkers, whatever borough you're in, whether it's Queens, Brooklyn, the Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, whichever borough you are from, you have to understand, we do not need directions. We do not need instructions. We do not need anything to know how to operate any particular machinery, uh, vehicle to build shit, like 
nigga, you give us a hammer and you give us some nails, nigga, we gonna build something. Nigga, you give us the keys to a spaceship, That's true. we gonna figure out how to ride that shit in, we'll, until we'll, the wheels fall we'll, off, nigga. We'll, we'll reverse engineer anything. Anything, anything. son. <laughs> anything. That's why you have to understand New York City is a blessed, ble- especially Brooklyn. Right. You know, being from Brooklyn, Brooklyn is a blessed country regardless. You know what I mean? I always say Brooklyn is a country because Brooklyn stands out from any other borough in New York City. Yeah, you know bro, I mean? Brooklyn is a republic. Right. It's, so, that is definitely not a borough. So you, you, so you have to understand this is a blessed country. Nigga, you bring a spaceship over here. We taking the spaceship. We about to go pick up a couple broads. You know what I mean? We're going to pick them up downtown Brooklyn and we're going right back to Flatlands. Or we going over here to Ocean, uh, Flatbush and do something. We're going to chill, pick up some peppers. We're going to pick up some fucking, you know, some Escovis fish mm-hmm. with the peppers and, and all that and, and get some uh, Rasta pasta. And nigga, we going somewhere and we going to chill. That's just what we doing. Imagine me. Imagine me. In this, if I pick up a, if I pick up a chick in a fucking spaceship, do you think I am not going to be the man? <laughs> this nigga got a beard and he got a flying saucer. That's you, what's up. You know what? You'll you'll always find you'll always find somebody to complain. <laughs> there, there'll, there'll always be one chick be like, "Ooh, I don't like silver spaceships. Right. I like the black ones. She wants straight black. <laughs> right. Got it. it. You know, and chicks are never chicks is never happy. Right. Even if a nigga spend his last dollar to buy a vehicle just to impress a chick, she even be like, "Oh, nigga, I don't. Nigga, you got you got tens." <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And you don't keep them shits clean. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I I know you have a you have a, a little thing that, that you like shoelaces clean. Yeah, you, I you like my your, shoelaces are you, clean. You, you like your, your shoes super clean. Yep. Oh, because all, all of your sneakers, if you don't know Wavy by now, if you look, Wavy has an elaborate sneaker collection. So <laughs> all of his sneakers, they're all super clean. Like they've never been worn. They all go in boxes. It is super neat, you know. Meanwhile, here the, I iron, the, I iron my shirt, the, I iron my undershirt, uh, uh, I iron my boxes, I iron my socks, socks, and I iron my jeans. And, and, and me, the, the 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 Brooklyn Boricua, we, you know, when it's time to go, I'm gonna get they up and go. Shit on I'm gonna get up and go, type of guy. Let's go. Let's have a good time. Let's have a smoke. Let's talk. Let's get into it. I, you know, I hey, speaking I, of speaking of cigars, you look like you got a great cigar. What you smoking? You, you know, usually, uh, let. I don't know if you guys know, but but I'm constantly smoking uh, the factory smokes is by New Estates. See, like see, those. yeah. So so factory smoke. Uh, this one in particular, right. it, it's like a, a workman's kind of cigar. It's okay. like an everyday cigar. It's nice. not. It's you know, uh, you know. There's higher range cigars. You know, like Liga Privada. You right. know. Uh, Say that Flor- again. I like how you did Liga that. Liga Privada. Why, well, La Flor Dominicana. Can, can I ask a question? But why you have to pronounce? Because I'm in, the Brooklyn Boricua. Yeah, be, why you got to do be, all Because that. that's what it is, Bobby. That's that, that's how we that's how we roll. You know what so, I hate? So, but go ahead, go ahead. So, so yeah, up, so, we'll so you know, there's, there's higher there's higher level cigars, right? Like you, like I just said, uh, La Flor Dominicana. You're getting calls. That, that's what it is. We yeah, get we get calls. We we popular. We, we, the, the aliens know we're here. We're talking right. about those. So so, uh, uh, so yeah, you you have your upper tier cigars, and then you have your you know your everyday cigars. So so this one, the factory smoke is by Drew Estates. Like I said, it's a it's a Maduro uh, it's a Maduro with an Indonesian binder. Right. And it's a cigar uh, that you. It's a reasonable reasonably priced. It's like eight bucks. 
That's good. And this, you know, because for me, I'm 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 a cigar smoker. You know, the you know my other name is Smoke Hogan. So mm. so you know I say smoke, that again so smoke, everybody can understand. My my my, my other cigar name is Smoke Hogan, mm. aka so, Smoke Smoke Hogan. Hogan. So wow. I can I smoke a, a cigar every day. I so can smoke shit. I can smoke two a day. Mm-hmm. You you know and so I'm I'm constantly smoking cigars right. because I love them so much. E- even when I drink my coffee in the morning, I like to have a cigar with it. So, and there's always and there's always proper etiquette when you smoke a cigar, you know, set aside from a person that smokes Newports or Camels right, or right. some other dumb shit. Right. So, so you know, the thing is, uh, you know, the cigar habit can be can get really very expensive. pricey, very expensive, real quick. Yes. If you don't find a cigar that you can count on daily and and find it enjoy, enjoyable that's because good. if you don't have a good cigar that you find enjoyable every day it'll ruin your whole day right so that's what i'm smoking right now okay but but you you know i uh, mr wavy mcguire is a little bit more fancy yeah you know, aka he, so they call me wavy mcguire aka punch de leon because <laughs> i always find a gem and i always find a cigar that nobody really smokes and you know, I like to look for those particular cigars. Like right now, I have a Grand Habano, which is a, a, a reserve. Um, very spicy. Uh, it's a full, t- a full-bodied cigar. And um, you know, I like to, I like to smoke that and, and just have a glass of whiskey. And that's what I'm smoking right now. You know, it's lots of flavor. You know, you get lots of, you know, what is it? The earthy, earthy tones. You know, there's a lot of. Chocolate, you may have hints of chocolate, hints mm-hmm. of uh, vanilla, you know, maybe hints of uh, cherry, but it's a really leathery, uh, almost a peppery type of cigar, which has a lot of flavor and has a lot of different, and you know, you, uh, it takes a certain palate to really smoke that. I know you really don't like smoking I don't heavy like, cigars. I don't you know, like heavy really cigars. Don't like I, don't, I don't like cigars that are leathery right. or peppery. Yeah. I, I find them overwhelming, right. especially for my palate. I, I like them mild to medium right i do like flavor but i don't i don't like it to right. overpower me so so i i uh, again you you always say you smoke your your gems with, right. with your whiskey is there a particular whiskey you're concentrating on these well right days? now right right now i'm not even uh i don't have a whiskey that i'm focused on right now because we haven't taken the time out to really go out there and, and, and taste some of these different type of whiskeys but you know what i'm, I'm i have a a, a mega mix from jocelle mm-hmm. um you know, it's a, it's a, it has almost 21 different properties in there. But, so but, you, but, you but, know, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't lie to the public because, like I said, you're kind of fancy. And and the, right now, and the other, and the other day, you, you know, you put me on to a really, uh, it wasn't a whiskey, but it was a really nice rum from Havana. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so I mean, the Havana Club. Yeah, right. As a matter of fact, so, so, so that, so I have a bottle of Havana Club which is a Cuban, an, an official Cuban rum that I had sitting in the house for almost 13 years, decided to open up this rum. Uh, you know, the Brooklyn Border Patrol and I decided to drink this and we almost drank the bottle. It was so smooth that, you know, by the time I got home and I was sitting down watching something on television and it just took over my body and I went to sleep. I was in another dimension, probably another world. I could have been talking to them aliens from Mexico. I'm not too sure what was going on, but you know, that's what it was. And it was a real smooth rum. Um, you know, and I, I think I'm getting more into the rums a little bit because there's certain rums that have great taste and, and, and I love the fact that some of these whiskey brands 
are actually putting their rums, I mean, putting their whiskey in barrels that create rum. So you'll have a barrel whiskey, you know, a rum cast of a certain whiskey, which kind of gives it different types of flavor. But, you know, that's enough about... That's enough about giving you the breakdown of what we're doing. Because I know, it, I know you I, got, you, I still, you, you're thirsty of what's going on I, in the streets. I still want to... So let's get, I let's just, get back I just, to I, we, I just want to talk about one more thing. Go ahead. Uh, you know, because we're talking about spirit. You know, uh, another thing you put me on to was, was the very great tasting... Harlem Champagne. Yeah, Harlem. Shout I, out to Harlem. Shout Harlem out to my Champagne. man, Don. I mean, it, it was absolutely fantastic. I don't know if you want to just say a few words before we go on to the next episode. So I just want to say, you know, that episode that we have still being edited. Um, I shouldn't be taking too long to put that up. You know, that's that's a new segment that we're doing on here on the Ignorant Know-It-Alls. We're going to have a segment where we're actually uh, talking about and reviewing certain different spirits, uh, certain different cigars but you know the lat that episode that we have is about you know is dedicated to Harlem sh- champagne which is a really great tasting champagne but my man Dodge and his daughter they 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 out there they have a, you know a dope ass champagne they just you know signed the partnership with Kate Spade where now if you go to Kate Spade they have all of their champagne in Kate Spade so when you're shopping and looking for stuff you can get a glass of that delicious Harlem Champagne, that episode will be out. Shout out to my man Dodd, you're doing your thing. But, um, yo, you know what I want to talk about and what I really want to get into is uh, Colorado, son. Colorado. My man Col- Deion Sanders is really... The Colorado... No, what, first of all, the, the Colorado Buffaloes. Right. You, you know, let's call them by their name. They are being coached by Coach Prime, as as he, he wants, he to, wants be to be referred to. Coach Prime. He's hit. no longer. He's no longer. He's no longer Deion Sanders. You, you just refer him to as Coach Prime. Prime His, time. I mean, he he. And it, you know how much you know how much money this dude generates for this team so far. No, 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 no But but before, okay, before we get we into, into that, into sports, yeah, the the quarterback of of, of the team is, is his, his son, son, right? Which is fantastic. He has very talented players, as you all know. And you know, people people have already been criticizing Coach Prime because he's kind of like arrogant and show showy and all that. But but I don't know if people know Coach uh, Deion Sanders when he when he was known as Deion Sanders. No, nothing has changed. He is the same person he has always been. Deion Sanders is the type of player that exactly. played he's baseball. He's always been flashy. He's played baseball. He's he was drafted. Uh, he played for New York, the Yankees. He's played for. I believe I want to say he probably played for the Atlanta Braves. Mm. Um, you know, football. He has played for Dallas. Dallas. He has played Dallas, for San Francisco. San Francisco. I mean, this dude. This dude does it all. Um, you know, he had a uh, a rap album out. Mm-hmm. He had a dope single. You know, must be the money. Must, must be the and, money. And and that single holds current till today because Absolutely. it is the money. It is about the money. It is about and the people money. really don't understand how money and television rights are actually changing the landscape of college football. Right? It's, it's changing the landscape of college football. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I I appreciate what he did for that HBCU team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he did a lot for that team. But you know, as as things progress, you want to be able to go out and 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 look for something bigger, right? Look for something that's more challenging. And I think him taking that head coaching position at Colorado, um, 
was one of those was one of those factors. You know what I mean? Like he has made this team into a powerhouse. Their first game, they played TCU. TCU was in the national championship last year. They lost, right? But still, they went in there unranked. They beat a ranked team. Came into the next game ranked 22, Nebraska. They played Nebraska, beat the shit out of Nebraska, mm-hmm. right? They leveled up. Now they're the 18th, they're the 18th team in the country playing against what is it? Colorado, is it Colorado State? They play Colorado State. And the coach from Colorado State shitted on Deion Sanders. And so, you would assume right. that another black man would give this other black man flowers because right. for a black man to coach college sports is very difficult. You know what I mean? Because it's it. it's run by a lot of the pilgrims. You know what I'm saying? And for him to yeah, he disparaged him yeah. uh, about his he, he basically disparaged him and said uh, like who wears what coach wears sunglasses during an interview? But you're not. But you. But the thing is, you're not really understanding what he's doing. He wore those sunglasses purposely because he's trying to market different things that are coming his way, opportunities that are there. You guys don't realize that these this sunglasses within that within that Saturday's game, last week Saturday's game. You have to understand up until today, which is what nine twenty one. Those glasses have fucking made $4.5 million. It's incredible. It, it's, <laughs> it, 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 just, it just speaks to the influence uh, Coach Prime has. Of course. And Now, uh, now, now, player, so let coach, me ask you a question, person. right? So now let me ask a question, right? So if the, if, if the shoe was on the other foot and the tables were reversed, right? And just say you had a, a, a coach like Nick Saban wearing those particular glasses during a press conference or during a game, do you think he would have gotten the backlash that Deion Sanders is experiencing right now? No, no, nobody would have said a word. Would you think those glasses would have made, within that week, made $4.5 million? Absolutely not. Okay, so that's what I'm gonna say. You have to understand, black folks have a fucking swag. We have a superpower where we could take brands and flip them and fucking turn them into money. We are the number one spending culture that makes money for all of these different brands. And I, I would say if we take the time out to really focus our energy on developing our own brands and really putting into our brands, I think we would make so much money. But like I said, this football game is different now. You know what I mean? It really is. It, everything is different now. And things are things are increasing. You know, whether it's money, whether it's product, whether it's players, whether it's coaching staff. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely want to see a lot more former NFL players that, that, that had that leverage while they were playing NFL come into other teams and build. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see Warren Sapp come in next year as one of the you know offensive coordinators to help build this team, and I think this team is going to be a fucking powerhouse yeah, they're, next they're, year. They're going to be amazing. And, for I, a few I, years and, to I, and what I'm saying is, I don't want to put it out there, and, and, and but I'm going to put it out there. I hope this team wins a national championship next year. Me too. I hope this team can go as far as they can to achieve even getting into that 
that that that space, that arena to be on the national limelight to to play for a national championship. Right. I want to see that. You you know just just the the, the viewership alone has it's been crazy. outstanding. It's crazy. You know because I, I'm even watching. You you know I, I watch ca- college football here and there. Right. But, but it's exciting now. But it's exciting. I've been laser focused it's on exciting. watching the, the Colorado Buffalo play, and and that's a testament it's to exciting. Coach Prime and the talent he has on his team. Yeah. So speaking of football, football season is in effect mm-hmm. right now. You know we shout always, out to the Eagles. Shout out to the Giants with that uh, brilliant. What's comeback. Trav's team? Huh? Did Trav ever say he had a he, team? No, he's a he's a Giants fan. Oh yeah, that's right. He's a Giants fan. But but I I just want to give a shout out to Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones every uh, earned every bit of his money. Yeah, but you guys coming took that, back you, you guys from took that. seventeen zip and, and yeah. beating. But let's the talk about Arizona what happened last Cardinals week. Thirty to twenty eight. I think the final score was yeah. after that blowout to, uh, with Dallas, w- which was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know I I already told told you my conspiracy theory with that. Right. You know, my conspiracy theory was that. Is, is that Dallas have, has already been selected to, to land in the Super Bowl. And that's that's what the YouTube streets are that's saying. What that's the what the YouTube conspir- streets are That's the conspiracy I, I'm, theory I'm out there. I'm not saying that it's scripted. I'm Your not man, saying... Dak Prescott, is not that quarterback. You, you know, and, 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 I, and I wanted to say, even in that blowout with uh, Dallas and the Giants... That was all defense. You, it's all defense. Dak Prescott did not have one touchdown, and, and I think he only they had 140 yards, yards that day with no touchdowns, no nothing. That lets you know that Dak Prescott is not a top-tier quarterback no. but but anyway i just want to give a shout out to the giants great comeback right. uh great effort and uh eagles, i i, we, we I, I what, think i think we're going to be in the playoffs though eagles if we get past these five games the, yeah. the eagles as two, two, two and and as expected there's no surprise there even though hertz has made a couple of mistakes couple already mistakes. but early. you know what but but you know that that's that's good. everybody's human this brother's not this brother's not superman um i think he's only going to get better as the season progresses you know, and I'm looking for him to continue to take the team to new heights. You know what I mean? And uh, you look at the players that we have, we still have that core foundation that we had last year going into the Super Bowl. Um, and I'm, I'm just looking to see, you know, I'm excited. You know, I want my team to go back into the Super Bowl. They're not. I want to see great. Yeah. And, and your team is not going to even make five games since your, <laughs> your schedule is crazy. But anyway, what I'm I, saying is. I know is, our schedule is crazy. They hate us. Right. Exactly. And your man, Saquon Barkley. Uh, who who hold up because he didn't want to take the franchise tag? Still took a, a fucking uh, 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 a salary that still was only point one point one million into the ten. So but, but, but he's only getting ten point one million. I, 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 wanted you know? to, I wanted to ask anyway. you because I know sports is your expertise. Uh, so I wanted to ask you. You know, people were complaining that that Saquon Barkley right. uh, should have been paid, but I I was saying that no, you know, running backs. At that price, he was asking for twenty million a year or something that. like that. Yeah. You're not gonna get something like that, especially Saquon, which I think is excellent. He's a he's a fantastic player, right. but he was hurt one year. He played well of one year. You know, running backs, unfortunately, you you know they get hurt often. We we saw it happen with with the Cleveland Browns with Chubb. Right. Chubb just got hurt and he's out for the year. That devastating hit on his knee. Right. So you know, our running backs, you you know, they like say, I said before, like but, I said, because I was uh, featured on. Um, Prime Sports uh, talk show. Shout out to shout out to uh, Game Breakers. They had me on the show. You know, we definitely talked about sports. You know, this is this is the episode that we talked about last year. I mean, our last episode. You know, I was able to express how you know the running back position is no longer that dominant position that it used to be back in the day, right? Like we're you know, to pay in right. So we're looking we're, we're, uh, we're looking at we're looking at running backs that are. 
a hybrid, right? So you're Very looking serious. for like a like a fullback that can run the ball and also transition into a receiver to continue to get you those yardage. You know what I mean? And, the, and we're talking about big guys that are probably like well over maybe 6'3", six, 6'4", six, that are like a fucking solid 250, almost 280 pounds I think, of I think, fucking I think, solid I muscle think pores. tight ends are becoming more important than running backs. Right. A tight end, and that's the thing. A tight end, a tight end has that built. That the can, versatile. That can, right. That can go out there, that can actually they run can the block, football. They can cast they, the And they can do whatever that needs to get done. And Correct. that's I, th- I think that's where that position is going. Right. You know what I mean? Nobody's looking for that small running back to get those extra inches you know, to get you those downs. I don't think nobody's looking for that anymore. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like those 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 positions are passe. You know what I mean? And if you look at our quarterbacks that we have now, I mean, Michael Vick has set the standards, right? Michael Vick set the, 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 the precedent on what a fucking elite quarterback should be. But if you look at the way these quarterbacks are designed now, a lot of these quarterbacks are running more, right? They're able to they're able to, to continue to push through when they're getting tackled and taking those hits and getting you those extra yardages that you need. You know, and that's 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 where the game the game is transitioning. You have to understand the game can't be played the same way it's been played since the 40s, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever. It's a different type of game, right? I'm, They're looking I'm, for I'm gonna, more I'm, of a, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject right I'm now. I'm just you, go ahead, interject. You, you you know who the prototype, I've always said it from the beginning. The prototype for the quarterbacks that we are seeing right. now yep. is Randall Cunningham. Cunningham. Right. You know, I'm a Giants fan. He's he uh, and he's an Eagles fan. And I always feared and admired Randall Cunningham because he is the prototype of what you want in a quarterback. Exactly. He can sit in the pocket, throw accurate passes, and worst of all, he, he was can run. deadly on the run. Right. And it was once over. he got out that pocket. Forget it. The game was over. Randall it took Cunningham, Michael. It took Michael Vick a minute. A, a minute to get there. And I think he got it when he left. He settled the in. Eagle. Right when he left uh, the Falcons and came to the Eagles, and you could see the progression. His game, right, and, his and game it all has had, to do with coaching. Right, too. and his game changed. Right, he was more of a instead of a running quarterback, he was more of a pocket quarterback where he understood and he knew where to get that ball. To whichever player that he needed to get it to so right. you know shout out shout out this, this is going to be a great season you know what i mean i, I think it's going to be really dope um you know i'm look and i'm excited i'm looking forward to it but so, so you know I, back I, but back but back to I, I just, back I just to, the, back to, back to what's back, going on back to football wait 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 one, one last thing about football so you know of course the giants are playing today but, uh, but uh the first game when the giants played uh football we had Queen Latifah, right. uh, you know, perform the national uh, the, the national anthem. anthem, and that's fine. You know, Queen Latifah is, is an exceptional performer. She's a great singer. But what bothered me is that so many people were kind of unaware. They weren't unaware. There were people so that didn't people know. Got, they got mixed reactions because people were like, "Wait a minute." Why is Queen Latifah singing right. the national anthem? How could we, you we not know, know? We know Queen Latifah as U-N-I-T-Y, who you calling a bitch type of rapper, right? Queen Latifah spits bars. Queen Latifah is no ladies first. You know what I mean? But she is but also people a prolific did not, singer. People actor. did not realize that has, Queen Latifah. She has so many awards. She's an Emmy nominee. Right. She but let's go, back, let's go back to her album. People have to understand Queen Latifah has about three 
albums, jazz albums, mm-hmm. where she's actually singing. And Fantastic. She, and she, I think, did she win a Grammy for one of those albums, or she, she had a she nomination? Prob- she probably did. Or she, she had a nomination, a nomination for one of those Grammy, or for one of those albums. And she was Oscar nominated. Right. Too. Queen Latifah can sing. Queen Latifah can, can rap. Queen Latifah can act. Queen Latifah is an, uh, a philanthropist. Queen Latifah and that's is she's a called Queen fucking Latifah. marketing genius. Correct. Queen Latifah is what she is. She's she a queen. She can sing. And people have to understand, go back and do the, do your knowledge, right? Do the knowledge. This is Wavy X talking. Do the knowledge, <laughs> son. She has albums where she is actually singing. She's going by her real name, which is Dana Owens. Listen to those albums and understand that Queen Latifah is more than just a rapper, an actor, and a philanthropist. She is an actual singer that can sing and has a fucking beautiful voice. Right, and, and this is Latin X speaking right now. I, I want you all to go back to all those female hip hop artists. Go back and study them because right now the state of hip hop, as far as female, is, is it's completely trash. trash. It's trash. Is is completely in hell. I don't. I don't know. I don't fuck. I don't, I don't know with, what exactly. I don't is fuck a, with what, that chick, a uh, sexy red, whatever her none fucking of them. name none, is. They, they're all I don't terrible. fuck with orange slice. They're all terrible. I don't fuck with none, none of them. None of them. None of them. They're, they're terrible. And I don't mean to call them bitches, but right. I don't fuck they're, with none of that corny ass music that's out there. They're just terrible. You need to go back. To back back in the days where these female uh, artists were actually doing something, saying something, right? You know, it's okay if you want to talk about sex or, or twerking or dancing, but but there has to be some kind of balance. You have to show that you have the ability to to speak some knowledge, speak intelligently, and then of course have a good time, which is what was done before. But now right. it has gone into the stripper whole world. And we are completely lost. It's just a bunch of rappers that are whores. I, I, I don't want right. to hear whorish it, 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 music. It's the stripper world. So, so <laughs> we we just have to, uh, you know, reiterate that this, it, this is clearly not an inter, uh, a, a great representation of what hip hop is. And I have to say that because we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of, of hip hop, and this is not a representation of, of what, what hip hop is. is. Okay, exactly. So if you're listening, this is not hip hop. The new the new generation right now, it's I don't think not hip hop. Yeah, they, I don't think they understand what hip-hop is. Yo, but speaking about hip-hop, did you uh, read that Puffy decided to return the publishing to all of the artists uh-huh. that were on Bad Boy Records? I did. I did. And how I, do you feel about that? And, 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 you know, at first, you know, I was like, oh, wow, you know, this is fantastic. We, we thought this was like an altruistic... All uh, like gesture on his part to finally give the publishing back, back to, to his the artists artist. after he stole and made millions off of them. Right. But but you know you you have some dissenters. You you have people like Mark Curry and Aubrey O'Day. Right. You know Mark Curry was I guess one of his producer writers back he, in the day. So he, he under, writer so, so he understands the publishing world uh, of course. quite well. And then you have Aubrey O'Day who was part of Danity Kane. Right. Right. Well, uh, yes. Part of that whole thing with uh, making of the band when he fired them. We all know that that iconic moment on TV on MTV or VH1. So Aubrey and, and Mike are essentially saying that, you know, Puffy has already exhausted and, and squeezed all of the juice and all of the money out yeah, of this publishing. Yeah, yes. Right. So he squeezed all of the money. So now he's giving the publishing back because as a marketing tool, as a marketing tool because, for his new album right. called Love. So it's, it's all basically a hoax in the marketing move because the, uh, the publishing right now is worthless is what he's it's saying. Wh- it basically is because if you look at it, right... All of that music that was pumping, right? It was was really dope back 
in the early 2000s, Correct. right? In the middle of the 2000s, like you heard a Bad Boy song on the radio at least four or five, maybe more, you know, from 112, Biggie, Carl Thomas, Faith Evans, Total, Mace. You know, you always heard a Bad Boy song on the radio. So what he's what Mark Curry is actually putting out there is saying that he doesn't want the publishing because the publishing is exhaust all of the resources that it can get. You know what I mean? Puff tried to sell it and nobody was purchasing it because you have to understand Puff was always heavy into sampling, right? Puff utilized a couple of samples that he continues to pay out today. So whenever you hear I'm Missing You, the song for uh, Big, when Big passed away, that's a sample that he sampled from the police, right? Every breath you take. Y'all don't understand if a company comes and purchases that 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 the rights to that song, that company has to pay Sting at least five to seven grand daily. So your return on your investment ain't shit. So if I'm giving you back the publishing is I'm giving you back the publishing because I can't make any money off of it. So hopefully you can make some money off of it. But they're saying, no, I want to continue to receive my residuals from it. I don't want to own it. You know what I mean? You can't own a song where you continuously have to pay out the artist for sampling, illegally sampling the record and not clearing it. Right. So this is another part of what the music industry is about. You know, understanding what your publishing is, understanding what the sample rights are, understanding how all of this shit works. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what it is. It, it, I think Mark Curry made a reference to saying how he 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 utilized the publishing as what an ex girlfriend, right? Like you you fucking smash her, you nut right. all up in her, you fucking splashing her, do all of that, and then what happens? You dump the bitch, and then you keep right. it moving, right? And, and she's worthless. And, and, and I, I think Aubrey O'Day of Vanity Kane, I, I think she was a little bit even more eloquent. She basically said that uh, this uh, was done two That's months prior. Yeah. No, no, it was Probably. done two months prior. And, and, and essentially what he has all his artists doing is signing NDA. So you can't, really you, can't talk speak, about it. you can't speak bad about him. You can't speak bad about the label. You can't speak bad about his mother. Now, that's interesting. That, that, that because people put, don't... So, wait, wait, so that, understand. That, that, no, no, no. no, no, no that, that, let me finish this point. No. Let me finish this point. Because the, the reason the mother is important is because Mason, one of his disses to, uh, to Puffy... He, he basically made it clear that no one can get to Puffy because all of, uh, of the publishing that's what I wanted to say. is under that's what his I wanted mother's to say. name. So, so that's what, uh, that's what I wanted so to say. So Audrey, Audrey O'Day is, is basically saying do not sign. She's telling all the others do not sign any NDAs because you're not going to make any money in anyway because of streaming right now. Of course. You know, you have to you have to stream a million times before you get, what, 25 cents or a dollar. Right. Or, because you, they're making pennies on it. Correct. Making, they're making correct. less than a penny. Correct on a song that's being streamed right. through all of these streaming right. platforms. So, so it's not, know, it's not, eh. it's not worth anything. It's not, it's not. So, it's, so it's, it's just uh, really crazy. You, you know, I tell all artists or you know who want to do something in this you business. Gotta get your shit together. You know, uh, make sure you have a, a great attorney that that really can explain. Not even, you. but you know what? You can't even have a great attorney. You as an individual you have to has to do yourself. the knowledge Absolutely. and you have to educate yourself on this music industry. You right. have to educate yourself on all aspects 
of music because everyone just assumes, okay, I get a record deal, right? I get a record deal, I put my record out, I make money, I make money on tours, I make money here on merchandising, I make money, you know, sponsorship, whatever. No, there's a lot of intricate parts to an album, to your deal, right? So you have to understand the mechanical royalties. You have to understand your regular royalties. You have to understand points on the album. You have to understand what it is as a producer or writer or whatever. You have to understand there is so many levels to a song that is that is being recorded to put out for the masses, right? So you have to understand all of those intricate parts. There's so many moving parts to that. And if you don't understand any of that, you're fucked. Yeah, and so I think I think that's what's happening with a lot of these other artists because the record labels right. have gotten so smart where they're applying these 360 deals because, you know, at one point back in the day, these record labels weren't making any money when these artists went on tour. The record labels weren't making any money when they were selling merchandise. You know what I'm saying? They weren't making money. And they weren't making money at all when streaming first came out, right? So you're wrapping them up in these 360 deals. And these 360 deals mean once you sign this deal, anything that you do as far as sponsorship, merchandising, whatever it is, the label gets money off of that. They're getting everything off of it. So basically 50% of everything that you do. Yo, y'all have to be smart. Right, so so, so I guess the message is that, you know, it's not all glitz and glam, glamour, you know, it's you have not. to get your business together. Of course. And, and since we're, we're, we're kind of talking about the music business, we just want to send our condolences uh, to Irish, uh, yes. part of 702, their family, the whole Missy Elliott. You, you, know, you know I had a, had, a, had a super crush on Irish when Irish, I used to work you, at the label. You and everybody to, else had, had used, a crush but, on us. But when I used to work lady. at the label, you know, 702 used to come into the office and then, and let alone from when I used to work at Violator, you know, Missy used to write, Missy wrote for the group, mm -hmm. Missy used to tour with the group, they used to be around and I remember one time when we were in the office, <laughs> Iris showed up and I was like this, yo, you know I have a super crush on you? And she was like, oh, you so cute. You and that's who, all they told me, that I was just cute. You know who I thought uh, was adorable? <laughs> I, I, who's, I, I like the, the chocolate sister, I forget her name. Uh, it was a um, Mila. I Mila. think it was Mila. I, I thought. I always thought she was absolutely stunning. I, I, I had a crush on her. I thought she was beautiful, and she still is a gorgeous girl. You know what I hated though? At you know when I worked at the label, when I worked at Motown, you know we had Universal. Um, I went from Motown to Universal. Um, when I went to Universal, that's when they had 3LW, and I always thought that 3LW was just a carbon copy yeah. of what 702 was and what 702 did for Motown. Well, you know well, what I'm saying? Well, that, that's what, that's but, what uh, it was but, back, but in, know, the, back in the day. Oh, oh, you, you, you know, know you, once TLC became right. successful, they, they had like 20 <laughs> other girl groups. <laughs> you know, they all just came on the scene all at once, and, and they were all very successful, so why not try to duplicate? Carbon copy right. to make money. Of but course. the thing is, the thing is, I, I, I always thought that 3LW was dope, but 702, I think 702 was that was that group that 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 set the mold for a lot of these, you know, three three men or three women, you know, R&B groups to come out 
Um, you know, and I had an opportunity to work with uh, 3LW, but not the group itself. Right. When the, uh, I forgot the Spanish girl's name, when she, you know, ended up signing a, a solo deal with Universal, right. you know, I was able to, you know, sit down and chop it up with her and just work with her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just, it was just basic, you know, regular basic music shit where, you, you know, you have these conversations with the artists and, you know, you, you, you build these relationships. But, um, well, one of my favorite girl groups, of course, is Total. I, I always thought they were sexy. Uh, and and uh, even though people get on them because they really were not vocalists, but right. I, I always thought they were talented. No, they were dope. And I wish, and I wish and hope that they come with some kind of reunion tour, reunion. And, album but, or they did, but they did, but they did. I think when Puff did a reunion tour, he had the the, the whole Bad Boy reunion tour. Well, I, I'm saying now on their own, now they now that Puffy did the right thing and assigned, assigned their rights back to them. Right. I hope now they have total control and can go out on their own and. And, and reap the rewards of merchandising on the, on the tour. And shout out to my man Mason Betta. Yep. Shout out to Mace. Shout out to Cam for really securing the deal mm-hmm. for their podcast. You know, I, I, you know, I've always said that. You know, I love how artists that we grew up on or that we've known back in the day are actually rebranding themselves in different platforms and different avenues of. You know, media. You know what I mean. And him and Cameron created a fucking dope ass uh, show called "It Is What It Is." It's fun. Um, and you know, they and they and they 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 they're actually the epitome of what we want to hear when we when we watch ESPN. You know what I'm saying? Like we want to hear the actual facts and and behind the scenes of all of that shit. And not hear the analytical, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the responses or the analytical shit of what's going on, the logistics of all of the bullshit that's going on in sports. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't care about a player's stats. I don't give a fuck about a player's, you know, playing ability. Like, I want to understand what that player has done right. in the past. Right. You know what I mean? Because you have to understand a lot of these players were engaged in uh, music. You know, uh, business attributes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to understand what these players are, because they're human, just like us. Right. The the only one that was able to do that successfully, uh, I feel, was Shaq. It was Shaq was able to merge the sports, uh, broadcasting, and then the music at the same time. He was the only successful one. But you still, you still had a lot of other guys that are still like. You have to look at these guys now that are doing stuff. Like, shout out to the Pivot. You know what I mean? Those guys are doing a fucking extremely dope-ass job. Mm-hmm. You have to give a shout-out to Full of Smoke, you know, Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson. And here's a funny story about Stephen Jackson. I remember when I was working at Universal and 8-Ball MMG, you know, had an album coming out. We were marketing that album, mm-hmm. and I actually did a, uh, uh, for, for all of the writers, for all the, a press junket at Sin City. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And as we were bringing the artists in, Steven Jackson was walking out and he saw them and was like, yo, what's up? And I'll say, yo, you know, we're doing a press junket. You know, this is, you know, the album is coming out next week, blah, blah, blah. Yo, pull up, have fun, don't even leave. And sure enough, Steven Jackson came in and chilled with us that whole night where we were just watching strippers, throw money off the top. We throwing money at these bitches. They fucking swinging down off the chandeliers, swinging down off the poles. But we had a fucking dope night and that's what it is you know what i mean like you have to understand these athletes are actually rock stars in their own mind you know what i mean they're actually rock stars in their own world and to mix you know athletics 
with music. That shit is a dope-ass combination, and you guys have to understand, it's, it's dope. And and being that we, you know, we've been in this music business for, like, almost, I mean, you've probably been in it longer than me. You know, we've been in there, you know. I've done sports for X amount of years, and, you know, I'm getting back into doing sports again. So to talk about sports and hip-hop and mesh the two together, like, that's incredible like that's yeah, the shit that's, those are the stories and those are the shit that's the shit that people want to hear and I'm you know and I'm and I'm, I'm I'm glad to be here and have a podcast that can you know that can put that out there for our listeners you know what I mean right. hopefully it goes and, and becomes bigger than what it is but you know like I said we got to build it and continue to move forward well I, I, I think uh, on this show we covered a lot of the topics but I, I just I guess we'll get to this right here to wrap it up what what are your thoughts on everything that's going on what are your, what are your final thoughts my final thoughts are oh, like I like I've always said and I continue to preach educate yourself on anything you know what I mean if you're an athlete educate yourself on how to make money educate yourself on how to brand yourself correctly educate yourself on financially how you can continue to make the money work for you right same thing with the artist when I used to work with the artist what is it that that what other talents that you have besides rapping and singing that you can utilize to make more money and that's what you have to do you have to educate yourself on everything shout out to blue media concept which is my new company that's out there. We're doing symposiums. We're, 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 we're educating parents. We're educating athletes. We're educating whoever on anything and everything, whether it's marketing, whether it's music, whether it's media, whether it's sports, whether it's branding. We're trying to educate you on how you can maximize those dollars to continue to make the money work for you. And that's all I have to say. Like we have, like I said, we have to continue to understand how we can maximize ignorant know-it-alls to make us a couple of dollars and and, and, and that's my final thought on that yeah, educate yeah, yourself yeah we, we have to monetize the brand now and, and my final thoughts are you know from from the beginning of this podcast you know I, uh, as the conspiracy the resident conspiracy theory i've always told you that uh predicting uh the end of the uss as we know it uh april right. of 2024 it's about to be real right so so right now uh, as we descend into 2024 <laughs> uh, uh, all, all I have to say is be prepared right prepare yourself you know make sure you have extra water extra food that will last you for physically weeks. and mentally physically and mentally on October 4th we have an emergency uh, national system going out to everybody uh, and people don't understand why don't you break that down because I don't think we touched I think that was one of the topics that we wanted to talk about okay so where... so so uh, on October 4th the, the, the US is is doing an emergency broadcasting system you know this is the system like kind of like what they had in la, la, so this la. is so this is what the system is right that 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 national broadcasting system is what they utilize where they send out that signal when you're watching your favorite television program and they just stop it and all you hear is that yo this is the national broadcasting the system is used to actually design to tell you if there's a natural disaster or if anything goes on where they will disrupt 
anything physically that's on television that you're watching to give you the information that you need in order to be safe. Right. So so now so just adding on to the so, so that's something that's happening in real life. So the conspiracy behind that, the conspiracy theorists are saying that that uh, you know if you watch movies like The Cell, the The Cell is, is a film that had uh, great Cusack. actors like John Cusack. I think Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson was in it, and it's basically kind of the same kind of thing. It was an emergency broadcast that was put out through people's cell phones and radio tv etc and what happened is is when the signal was put out uh the people or the population kind of became zombies right we don't know how the conspiracy theorists are saying that those have been vaccinated will be the ones that you know this is not our feeling that you know these are what the youtube streets are saying that when when the signal goes out, the graphene oxide that was placed in the vaccine, which they said were cure, but, but people are still people are still getting tested, and obviously people are not cured. The graphene oxide within the vaccine would activate and create kind of like a zombie-like human. So that's what the conspiracy theory. So, so all that to say, if you are listening or if you are in the range of the broadcast on October fourth, I think at two twenty-two p.m., uh, the recommendation is to turn off all phones. A television, turn on television, radio, turn on, yes, anything just, electronic, keep and just it, keep, keep yourself it, in keep silence. It away, keep it away from your extremities. Right. Take that time to meditate or, or pray or do whatever it is to have peace. You know that's what you do during that time. It, it, it'll last a few minutes. That it, it won't take too much of your time. So, but I, you know, I, I wish, I wish, I wish uh, certain people that I really do because you know I don't like human beings, and there's a lot of people that I, you know that I really dislike, and I hope you know if they do activate it. They listening to their phones, or they they running their right. mouth on their phones, or they watching right. they watching uh, the shy or whatever it is, right. and that shit activates and they turn into a zombie. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I want to see them in a zombie like state, so I can shit on them. You know what right. I'm saying? So so you know just, just adding on to that, you see what's going on with the migrant crisis. You know, I, uh, people shouldn't have noticed by now that a lot of banks are closing uh, rather quickly, especially here in New York City. A lot of New York uh, branches have closed kind of overnight. There's a, there's a lot of cyber uh, there, attacks. There's a cyber attack going on right now as we in speak Vegas. in Las Vegas. Everything is completely shut down. Uh, you know, patrons can't even enter their rooms nope. because everything is done electronically, so they and can't for gamble. All, and for all you pilgrims that love riding city bikes, those city bikes will <laughs> those be side, either, city bikes will not <laughs> work. They will not be working. They be right. Everybody that loves to ride Revel, those little scooters, right. all those fucking shared cars, everything, all that shit would be fucking activated and all of those would, and it'd be like some something like that movie Christine, remember when, the, <laughs> <laughs> when it was Stephen King's movie, when, right. uh, when, when, when uh, the, the car had, uh, what it had, like a, it was possessed by a demon, well, no, it wasn't, it was, um, what was that movie with all the trucks, with, um, with Martin, not Martin, Martin Sheen's son. With Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. And man. remember when all the trucks were fucking like they they they, they it was fucking activated right. and then all the trucks became right. and they were killing everybody. Right. It's something similar to that. Yeah. It, 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 for machinery and for human beings. Right. So, so we about we, to be fucked. So so we just welcome everybody <laughs> to go watch the film The Cell and, and it'll give you sort of like an example of what they put, they think is going to happen. With and what's the, that? And what's that line? What's that tagline you always say? Truth through movies, lies through lies, lies through, through the me- news. Right, lies through truth, media. Truth, truth through, through right. movies, lies through, lies the, through news. the media. Correct. There Correct. you go. So we, we just want to be informative, but yet this is like a funny show. We always, uh, sometimes we always we always get deep into sports because I'm passionate about that. I'm passionate about this music. I'm passionate about a lot of shit that I do. Same thing with Lex. You know, we always have a format where we want to make fun, but then it becomes serious because we are very passionate 
about what we're doing. And on that note, I'm your boy Wavy McGuire, aka the Ignorant Know It All, aka the Egyptian Magician, aka the Lazy Genius. And this is your boy, the Brooklyn Basket. And we'll see you next time on the Ignorant Know It All. Yo, we out of here. Peace. <laughs>